everybody, live from the land of Zoom, it is the Ozone, Getting you off with a quick boxing shot of espresso of our opinions, live and funky for yourself, on your draws, and he's talking about your draws, the icons, ladies and gentlemen, last week we brought Shakur Stevenson to you, and he told you what he was going to do, he said that he was going to dominate, and this is what we, we did. saw. He did. We had to believe him. And start, he for the, start to finish. Soup to nuts. I gave it nine Soup three. I gave, I gave Valdez three rounds. There's a couple of rounds where Valdez found some success. Still, never nothing, you know, dangerous. But yeah, but everything that they everybody wanted to give him success for a round for it wasn't him actually overwhelmingly winning a round. It was no, but it was it was a couple of rounds that should <laughs> look like he actually took off, and then he, mm-hmm. you know, he capitalized by throwing some punches. But right. you just can't say enough about Shakur stymieing him into not even throwing. Right. He had him so frustrated. You can see that Valdez, the look on his face, his demeanor, body language, and everything. He really did, was trying to find a way out because he literally started looking for the ref to help him out with certain situations. You know, I don't think he was trying to find a way out. I thought he was trying to find a way to get a cheap dub. I, I don't want to say that he wanted to quit. I felt like he was trying to find a way, like with the fake low blow, which was on the belt. He, yeah. he started looking for the ref for that. Although I agree with you, Kenny could have gave took the point from Shakur after he warned him so many times about keeping his jab out there. Yeah, just sitting it on his his head and just using and it as a move. That's his signature move. It's a very interesting move. Which was the response was an interesting move was when Oscar Valdez got no, the jab that time. Yeah. Yeah, and then nobody's really ever seen that side of him before. That's, that was trippy. That. that was trippy. He had to have extremely fast hands to do that. But it was a lopsided fight. I mean, I really didn't feel like Oscar Valdez actually had a chance at beating him except for maybe a lucky punch. And he he threw a bunch of them. He was trying he to connect. A bunch of them. He couldn't have the kids on the time, and Shakur actually took the punch as well that he yeah. didn't connect. Shakur yeah. could go back to the lab and see what he needed to work on because there was one consistent punch that he couldn't see, but his footwork allowed him to avoid making Escape. it catastrophic. Right. You know. And that was and that, was that overhand right, yeah. He, the straight right. Straight right, right straight down right. the right. Yeah, the lead right, he was starting with, because he was just coming with the lead right. He couldn't see it for some reason. He did a great job at using distance. That's what I... This is what see he's this a week. master of. Yeah, he, he uses his size and distance, especially against a guy Valdez's size. Uh, he really manipulated him, uh, dominated him with size, with length, you know, with yeah. speed. All those things came into play, and really, Valdez didn't have an answer for it. No, no. And I love what Stevenson said after the fight when he said, "Listen, Oscar Valdez is a great champion, but just like I told y'all tonight, I was going to beat him, Canelo, and Eddie Reynoso, and it feels good." Yeah, then then Canelo, I played it off, say, "Ah, oh, he's young, you know." <laughs> he knows the message. He knows the message that he was sending to him. He sure does. And it's a message that a lot of the young, especially African-American fighters, have been kind of vocalizing more so than not lately. Whether it's Devin Haney speaking about it when Valdez came up dirty, uh, guys are now with Caleb Plant was speaking about it to Eddie Reynoso and Canelo's face. All of that. <clears throat> and that's it's turning into a, like a little cloak and dagger or a hidden secret in the in the sport of boxing that, you know, you don't really, if you bring it up, you, you're looking to get charged. You know, it's a, it's a defense mechanism now for them. 
if you bring that up, then you it's inappropriate or out of line. But these are actual facts. These guys have been tested dirty. Valdez and, Can- and, and yeah, and Canelo. And that's just a running thing when you have somebody in your camp, more than one person test dirty. It's like the Texas Rangers or the Oakland A's. Yeah. You know, it's not usually one guy who goes through the clubhouse. Yeah. But you know it's somebody a, Juan Gonzalez. Yeah, and this is and this is um this is great leading into this fight this weekend because I think that even if he's on the juice going against a bigger guy like B-ball, Canelo's going to need a lot. And I really am I don't want to say that I'm not a Canelo fan because he's a solid individual with the interactions that I've had with him in the past. We've had several interactions with him, but I just feel like they're cherry picking and it's going too far now. And he might have ran into a problem this time. Because well, a lot of people, is a lot of people bigger... are speaking on it. A lot of people are speaking on really? now. You've been talking about it for a long time. You feel like he's yeah. cherry picking. I think that it was a very specific version of cherry picking, which was uh, yeah. It ain't no. It ain't a lot of version of cherry picking. Are you yeah, picking cherries? <laughs> because because the cherries he picked were primo ripe cherries. They were champions. So you can't say he he did it in a very wise way, in the sense that he went and cleared out a division with a bunch of paper champions, but they were champions. So there's there's that. But I agree that it's not an accident that he hasn't fought anybody of the tan variety in quite a while. And what were the Latin? Those are the those are the boxers that have given him problems in the past. And B ball <laughs> to a certain degree is actually a big version of that kind of fighter. Yeah. You know? And it's gonna be interesting to see if B ball follows suit with all these big guys who decide to fight small, which actually fights into Canelo's uh, strategy. Also, it's going to be interesting to see if he allows Canelo to impose his will. One thing that Canelo Alvarez has been super successful at is bullying and imposing his will on bigger men. And the interesting but that's thing because he's got, But that's because he's got the bigger men going backwards. If the bigger men but they fights have to, big. They have to comply with that. Yes, they don't have to comply. They do no, comply, right. but they, they they have to comply for any of that to actually work. Rather. Right. Because if I stand tall and use my distance, my six two frame against a guy who's like five five, five six, I should be able to keep him off of him. And then when he does decide that he wants to come in, you have to make him pay. You have to make him pay. He has to get he you gotta give him some change for coming in there. You can't just let him come in here and throw, you know, throw his one two or Come swinging crazy because he does swing crazy sometimes. And well, not he sits down pain. on his punches. What he does, and what you have to respect about Canelo is, he commits to the fact that if you're not going to make him pay, he's going to make you pay, and he's going to. And, and that's what he every, should do. Every piece of torque that he can get out of his frame, and he's going to sit down on his punches, and he's hoping to land one punch that changes the fight. That right, which is why what you talked about off air, which was really interesting, is. He's down on cards, it seems like, a lot before the knockouts, which seem to take place yeah. later in the fight. And that's most of these guys, like the Billy Joe Sanders, the Caleb Plants, and all these guys going backwards, giving, setting themselves up, even though they're the taller fighter, like Caleb Plant, I think it's six foot, six foot one, but then yeah, putting themselves in. I don't know if I told you, I uh, met him at, at Javante no. Davis's fight. Yeah, he's, like, oh, really? he's right around your height, just maybe, maybe okay. one inch shorter. And then you're seeing him. Fight small. There's no reason to fight small against a small guy. You're giving him, you're taking away your advantage. 
Let the small guy be small. Let me fight big. I, I naturally have leverage by me being the taller fighter coming down on the smaller guy. If I stay fundamentally sound and do the things that I should be able to do against him, he should be able, meaning B-ball, should be able to take this victory. I mean, but every time I say something like that, I watch these guys get in there and not fight back. If B-ball fights back and has a good plan of attack because a solid young man like B-ball should be able to take a guy from coming from Canelo's weight class as punch. Absolutely. And this is why the, the boxing world is so enamored with Canelo, because his power has translated up, even though he it shouldn't, in theory. And this is right. what's causing, in my opinion, people to be like, wow, look at this. He's a man. He's one of the greatest of all time, blah, 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 blah. But it's, but it's been so interesting to watch the bigger men go along with it. Right. And you have, and that, and that, and that could be you buying into the media. I mean, maybe the and guys are buying into this the media. Is the, this is, and that's not Canelo's fault. This is, but it is Canelo's advantage, and it's another example of the skullduggery that takes place in boxing and in all sports that he should take advantage of, and he right. does. So he's got now, a little one of, bit of the of the of the Mike Tyson component now, you know. Now, one of the disadvantages for B-ball, more so than anything, is that when he steps in that ring. He's down three rounds. That's the big disadvantage. This is without question. This is without question. So, so if he doesn't get him, knock him off of his feet, or if he doesn't knock him out, then more than likely we're not going to see him win a decision. Uh, if I was going to bet, the bet would be B-Ball by stopping. A draw? Oh, wow. That's not anything about that. I would say the only way B-Ball gets a dub is by stoppage. Um, yeah. Because I just don't see boxing allowing Canelo to lose on cards. No, not the bonus baby. He would have to be, you know. uh, But 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 Bivol, like like they're saying on the badlefthook.com, is that you know he's adamant he's not just another guest on the Canelo show, and that he's they always say that in the belt. Yeah. Well, I mean, Caleb Plant did his part. I have to give Caleb Plant credit. He did his part, but the thing was, yeah, he didn't have no thumb. He didn't have no thumb, and I, that's why they chose him. And I mm-hmm. think that the same thing. And this is the same reason why. Yeah, they're, they're, and, they took B-ball, but size-wise, just I, let me let me get this out. Because of his size, he has some thump, even if he doesn't have the thump of other guys no. in that weight class, a la right. Joe Smith better be. or better be Yeah, and it's interesting too because now those two are going to fight each other. Right, and and and, I, and both I, of those guys are the kind of thumpers that. I, to, I'm convinced that to beat Canelo Alvarez, same reason he hasn't wanted to mix up Gennady again, even though Gennady's old now, you have to make Canelo respect your, your punching power. and You have to make it hard. hard. And he's not interested in tough fights, which is, I understand from a monetary standpoint, right. he, 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 he wouldn't want to take that on. But from a perspective of giving the people and the fans what they want to see, which are competitive fights, but he can hide under the rules of that guy had a belt, so I'm going to take his belt. But you had guys that had belts. We can talk to a deeper problem in the game of boxing with so many belts. Hold on a second. Boxing's not a game, dude. Well, I don't know what you what you mean by that. It's a sport. It's a combat sport. You don't play. You don't play games in boxing. You had several fighters tell you that. I don't want to have to remind you again. You play boxing. Well, once again, your <laughs> your lyric song base is wrong. But <laughs> point being is that. In the game, you have so many belts. And, you know, one thing that I found really interesting was it seemed like 
that situation where he moved up at first and fought Rocky Fielding for that first fight on that crazy mega deal. Yeah. That seemed like one of those situations because he had like a super regular belt. He had like a super mediocre belt. <laughs> yeah. And, and Canelo went in there and took his super mediocre belt. And then Didn't even sit like, down in between rounds the whole song. All, all, all the whole disrespectful thing. Same kind of thing that he did against uh, <laughs> against your boy uh, uh, Chavez. Oh, yeah. Like he did with Chavez Jr. We completely yeah. disrespected him. You guys bears. tricked me into believing that he had a chance. Revealed himself <laughs> to be a total waste. Well, because you Bobby know naturally kids. that if the big guy fights back and he's fundamentally sound, he should give the little guy more than he can handle. But in these situations, we've watched over and over again where the bigger fighter doesn't fight back. And if he and does no, fight back, fight. yeah, and, and if he does fight back, it's in spurts. And it's not enough to actually win the fight. But we've seen, like, the crusher. They didn't give the crusher time to heal. So, But see, we saw the crusher come out there and actually hurt Canelo. But if B-Ball stays to the plan and go goes and attacks Canelo, and because Gennady showed you the game plan on how to what? get him. You make him get on his back. You make him fight off of his back foot. Yeah, you have to make him fight in reverse. But the, the key as well is you're convinced that, that the crusher hurt Canelo. And I know exactly what you're talking about. And I think he landed good on him. Somehow or another, the crusher didn't know he hurt Canelo. No, and he did not. Somebody, but I don't somebody, even think the crusher cared. <laughs> perhaps, but he was in there. So, you know, it is that, that he cared about getting his check. And so... He cared about that. And so but so with that, herein lies the issue. Now, if B-Ball does land on him or find success, He's made it very clear that he's not just trying to jab nobody out. He's trying to get the yeah. he's trying to get the knockout if it presents itself. Well, so this is, this like I said, knowing the big difference in size, and knowing that everybody feels like Canelo's power translates on the uh, on a cruiserweight or light hit because Canelo is talking crazy now. He'll fight Usyk, and and this is actually something that indicates to me is I don't like fighters talking about other fights before the fight. Be yeah, right. You need to that's stay focused on the guy that's in front of you. No, I mean that, but that's just a level of disrespect because he understands or he feels like just like everybody set him up already to walk through him. Everybody's saying that he's actually going to stop Bevo, and I, I, I mean, I want to be impressed by Canelo. I really do. I just haven't seen anything that impresses me because what he's done is to beat a bunch of people that he's cherry picked that he should beat. I want to see him get into competitive fights. Everybody says, "Oh, Boo Boo wouldn't be a competition for him." He doesn't want to fight Boo Boo. Boo Boo's too athletic and fast for him. I think Boo Boo could actually hurt him because he'll be throwing punches from angles that you won't see coming. That's big. You know what I'm saying? And I don't. I haven't seen enough from Boo Boo to impress me uh, to say that I don't know. But I haven't seen Boo Boo in any big fights. What I'm coming to find with all of these guys is the big fight experience makes a big deal. Fighting on Cinco de Mayo weekend, when the lights go down and the crowd goes completely berserk, guys disappear, plain and simple. And we've watched it a lot of times with Canelo specifically, except for Floyd Mayweather clearly was not impressed. Gennady wasn't impressed for either fight. And Arizondi Lara wasn't impressed. And these are guys who the moment wasn't too big for them. The moment, not just the skill set, the moment. Right. And I think right. that Canelo has a good understanding now of what that does to people. The moment, you know what I mean? I, I really think that he... Yeah, because you're talking about being in a ring and can't control your emotions, and then you're trying to control your emotions at the same time of fighting, and it's hard to do. But and if a guy can... I'm not corner. Are you? Yeah, 
no, I'm not familiar with it, but if you can slow the match down. Yeah, got to slow the game down. And, mm. Slow it down. The match, as I say. <laughs> slow the match down. <laughs> we don't cool. play games over here. One time. He was really cool. Remember we met him at the Oh, phone? you met Bevo. Were you with me? I don't know. I met him at the phone one time. Was that the time that we uh, hung out with Morris? Abner? No. No, no, no. Or is that the time that we watched Gennady fight? Gennady fight. We watched Gennady fight. And he was there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. At Gennady's fight. That's when it matter of fact, that's when we met. Big baby. Big baby. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sure did. At that time, he didn't really speak much English, but he was real cool. Uh Yeah, he was. I think he said a couple rules in front of us. Yeah, he did. He did. Remember, Mm -hmm. because we were on HBO and he was on HBO. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But honestly, I people don't give him a chance. I pick B ball. Especially if he fights back, I just, I, the only way he's going to win though, in, on my book, is that it's going to be a draw or B ball stops him, which is highly possible. B ball's a skilled fighter. I mean, people act like he's just, you know, I know that they cherry picked. I know that they didn't pick better B on purpose. You don't pick, you don't, you know, <laughs> you're going to, they're and talking they're about for one cleaning more, out that division. And, and, and you're not going to clean out that division. <laughs> well, the, what they're hoping for is that either Joe Smith, Joe Smith, or BF, or better be than Joe Smith beat the crap out of each other so that then the fight that they can have will be a lesson. Better be as an old man, even though he's still right. He's 39, but he's an old man. So, yeah. again, you're following this playbook of fighting a senior citizen. Right. Except this one was a very angry, mean, rough <laughs> senior <laughs> citizen. Very angry senior citizen. Very, very much so. He uses but then again, violence is his currency. It is, but I don't know about that because you say that, and then by the time that it's actually time to fight, say he's close to forty or forty, he might be looking for a severance package. For all we know, this is the, yeah, this, this is the is, danger with this all is this. Very stuff. true. This is the, one of the best things about Bivol because Bivol, like he's been, I've been listening to him speak, and one of the things he's not getting caught up in the politics because the Klitschko's didn't want him to fight, so he said, "I'm not getting caught up in the politics." I supported them when they were fighting. I would, I wish they would support me, but I'm not getting caught up in politics. He's fighting his fight. They were, you know, I completely understand that. But Bivol and the part of the world that he's from, I, there's, there's not a lot of guys who usually go in there and just literally roll over. You know, they usually put up some kind of fight. And that's what I'm looking forward to see. I want to see somebody fight. I want to see somebody fight back. I want to see Canelo, the five, six fighter stalking, the the six one guy or the six foot guy who however tall he is, and the, yeah. and the dude and the dude being in fear and trembling as if Canelo's walking around with the George Foreman. Yeah, I mean that's what they that's what they treat him like. They literally yeah. treat him like he has power like George Foreman, one punch ending the fight power, which is crazy. Yeah, and I mean I guess because if you see a Caleb Plant the way that he bounced all around the ring. He looked like George Foreman when George Foreman. I mean, he looked like Joe Frazier when George Foreman put it on him. Got yeah. got the knocked off his equilibrium and he couldn't couldn't get it back together. But I, you know, to me, it seems like Canelo's best chance is to try to to get in there and work on B Ball's body. Right. But also, like I said, B Ball has got to make him pay for coming in there. That's yeah. the key. I think that the the, the issue is, is that B Ball has to actually commit to punishing Canelo. Yes, because, he has to take this fight from everybody wants to everybody wants to outbox Canelo. And that's based on the guys that he's choosing to fight. Right. And then in outboxing him, you have to factor in the idea that you're already down two rounds when the bell when the opening bell rings. 
And you have to you have to also understand that to Canelo's credit, what he's saying is that I'll take getting boxed. You can box me for a little while. That's fine because I'm choosing violence. And this yeah. is the difference. Somebody has to choose violence with him because the league is treating him like he's the MVP and the bully, regardless of being the, the smaller man. Right. I mean, I, like I said, he's getting off the he's getting off the, the map. He wants to go fight heavyweights, they said next, and all that's that a, kind of that's stuff. That's so absurd. Yeah. That's well, so a lot absurd. of people feel like he, you know it's gonna be a good fight. I would <laughs> I don't think that Usyk would let him. Who? Usyk. No, nah, get out of here. Whatever to that. Yeah. That's a, that's just disrespect. <laughs> but this is he's in the business of disrespect. That's a, that's the thing. And then let somebody makes him respect him, good on him. Yeah, and Floyd was talking about how easy it was to beat him, but Floyd is one of the reasons why we have this problem now with all these camps and cherry picking is because he start coming out with this A and B side like it's a record or something, you know. We don't yeah, need the A and B side. Whatever. Yeah. He, he, yeah. That, that, that horse has left the barn because now Where'd people go? have co-opted all of that and it's gone right right out of the barn, right into the, the entire and complete field to eat everything because that's what everybody's right. doing. But now you have a handful of guys who are going to flip-flop that uh, equilibrium. Yeah, I completely agree. Yeah. Woo, child. All right. Well, that's what we got for you guys pre-fight. We're going to have an action-packed live episode next week uh, because we got the big fight coming up, the rematch between Jamel Charlo and Castagno here in Los Angeles. And uh, we're hoping to have a special guest for you then. So I'm going to... Uh, leave you with a quote from the dope from Dolly Parton. And it is the way I see it. If you want the rainbow, you got to put up with the rain. Ladies and gentlemen, it's going to rain on you, but you have to keep the perseverance and keep yourself going. Stay in the shade. This is the Ozone and I'm your host, Omar Miller. Ozone. I'm just living the dream. I'm in love with the light.